a new report dishes small streaming TV providers good and bad news in equal measure. They have plenty of new users and growth, but 66% churn threatens to derail the party. Listen on to find out more. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is March 17th. 2022. I want to just tell you that Endscreen Media is partly supported by its sponsors, and we've had some great ones in the past, including Gracenote, Verizon, Metrological, Panthera, and many others. If you'd like to become a sponsor and help keep the lights on here at Endscreen Media, send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. There are many benefits, including being acknowledged here in the podcast, and you can run banners on my site to promote your white papers and appearances at industry events, that type of thing. Uh, So why don't you consider becoming a sponsor? This week, we have some great new data from Samsung Ads. It released its The Streaming Index, Uh, this week, and I'll be dipping into the data which it gathered from its 45 million US opt-in Samsung Smart TV users. So this is a heck of a lot of data that they've plumbed here to come out with this report. Now, this is an interesting group that they have been looking at the data from, but I've got to say it's not representative of the entire US streaming population. Uh, Here's why. Uh, First of all, Samsung TVs generally are more expensive than many other TV brands. So you can probably buy Vizio, uh, HTCL, Hisense and many other brands much more cheaply uh, for similar models, models with similar features. So generally, I think the Samsung smart TV audience is probably a little bit higher income than many other smart TV users. Uh, And also, smart TVs are certainly the most popular connected TV device, but streaming sticks and boxes are generally used more. So I took a quick look at some Lightman data, uh, Lightman research data, and they say that two thirds have a connected smart TV and only 55% a connected TV device. So there you go, 66% versus 55% in favor of the smart TV. But actually only 21% of smart TV owners use it daily versus 25% of the streaming stick and box crowd. And I've got to say, over half of big screen viewing, according to Conviva, in Q4 2021 went to Roku and Fire TV combined. So there's another indication that the streaming stick and box crowd really do watch a lot more. And actually, I'll give you some more data in just a second. Samsung looked at four broad areas. The first was audience growth. Second was new users. Third was retention. And fourth was churn. And we're going to look really briefly at each of those areas. But I strongly advise you to pop by to my site, look at the posting for this podcast. If you're listening in your podcast manager, you'll have to get on the web. I will include a link in that piece that where this is posted. Okay, so let's talk about audience growth first. And I'm going to be very careful about defining what Samsung means by audience growth. So in this case, they say it's the year over year change in audiences 
for TV apps. They say time spent on TV apps per day, per TV, and average unique apps used on a per quarter per TV basis. So what they say is that overall, year over year streaming growth, audience growth, well, in Q4 2021, it grew 11% over Q4 2020. Now, this is quite a lot lower than it was in 2020. It was 37% back then. Uh, but remember, we were all locked down. Many of us were staying home, and that's when streaming really had a boom. So I'm not surprised that it is a deal lower. Um, but I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to see that it is still growing pretty well. Now, the actually the time spent streaming per day per TV has stayed about the same over the last year, one hour and 52 minutes. Uh, and the average number of apps used per quarter per TV is 3.8, according to Samsung. I mentioned that uh, streaming sticks and boxes are used more. Well, I looked at some Roku data and Roku says that its average user was watching three hours and 38 minutes per day in Q4 2020. So that's an hour and a half, more than an hour and a half more than the average uh, user of the Samsung Smart TV. So that's a great illustration there of why streaming sticks in boxes are used a lot more. Why Samsung says that nearly half said they will subscribe to more ad-free streaming services and only 12% said that they were going to su subscribe to less. So this is a really great illustration of how we are continuing to add SVOD services even as the penetration growth slows. So we're adding more and more services rather than new people coming in. Uh, I think right now about 80%. SVOD is penetrated about 80%. Okay, so that is audience growth. Let's look at new users now. Now, Samsung defines new users as the percentage of active TV app users in a given month who have not used that app in the previous year. So they've not used it for at least a year and then they used it. So that could be, I guess, people had used it before and came back or went away for a year, but it's mostly probably comprised of new users of that app. And this very surprising number, they say nearly a third of TV app users were new to the app in Q4 2021. Now, that isn't as high as it was in 2020. It was 41% there. But then again, we were all locked down and we were all desperate to find something to, to watch. And uh, streaming, understandably, uh, had a big, big time in 2020. But uh, that still means there's a lot of new users for apps in 2021 Q4. And I think there's two really interesting things to note here. Firstly, new users are much more comfortable checking out free ad-supported apps than paid. AVOD, the number of new users was 34% versus SVOD, 24%. Now, this totally makes sense, right? If you don't have to enter a credit card and your address and login information and all of that, you're much more likely to give a service a try. Uh, so it totally makes sense that AVOD would be used by new users way more than SVOD. The barrier to get, to get somebody into an SVOD is just that much higher, right? 
But Samsung did something really interesting here. They divided out apps into three tiers. They said tier one was the top 20% of apps based on average monthly user count. So that's probably, you know, things like Netflix, Hulu, probably gets down to things like Paramount Plus and Discovery Plus, that sort of level of app. Tier two is the next 20% of apps based on average monthly user count. Uh, so we're probably getting down to things like Crunchyroll, BritBox, um, Acorn TV, those those middle apps. And then tier three is the 60% of apps with the smallest average monthly user count. So that's, uh, you know, they're, they're much more, sm much smaller services. And I think Samsung says there are a lot of, of free ad supported apps in that group. Okay, so this brings me to the second most interesting thing about the new users. They say, Samsung says that tier three new users is way higher than tier two and tier one. 40% of the users of tier three apps were new in Q4 2021 versus 25% for tier two and 16% for tier three, so tier one rather. So this is great news if you're a small struggling service. There are plenty of people who are checking out your apps. So that's really great. And, and it also illustrates how we're really beginning to look beyond and outside of those top tier apps now to fill out our individual interests and passions with smaller services more focused around those. So you can imagine, for example, somebody who had watched some anime on Netflix where there is some available, they come and check out Crunchyroll because if you're into anime, you really do have to have Crunchyroll. So uh, that sort of illustrates there that there's a big increase in stacking of apps as opposed to penetration, as I said before. Now, the next data point that they looked at was retention. Here's how they define it. They say it's the percentage of active TV app users in a given month who have used the app for two consecutive months. Just two consecutive months. Uh, they're, they're, they're counted as part of that group that is retained. I've got to tell you that most services are certainly looking for people to stay around a lot more than just two months, particularly if you're offering one month uh, free trial. So um, in fact, normally what people look look at inside of SVOD services, I'm sure if you're in an SVOD service, one of the things that you're looking at is customer lifetime value. That's a number that's much more important to you or important to you. You're looking to drive that up as high as possible because that tells you that the average person is staying a good length of time. But anyway, this is an interesting number. So we'll take a quick look at what Samsung says. They say that 45% of users in Q4 2021 use the app for two consecutive months or more, I guess. So SVOD retention was higher than AVOD. And again, this is no surprise, right? So SVOD retention is 52% versus 43% for AVOD. So that's one of the penalties of having a very low barrier to entry. AVOD, there's really no barrier to people trying it, trying it out. So the commitment of somebody that signs up to an SVOD service is higher 
And that necessarily, I think, means that retention is going to remain higher amongst that group because they really checked out the service a lot more before they decided to sign up. Interestingly, it's all also higher retention among tier one providers versus tier two. It's 64% versus 53%. Although I have to say it's still pretty good among tier two at more than half people sticking around for two months or more. But tier three, well, <laughs> it's not looking good at all. Only 36% of people using an app had been using it for two months or more. So uh, if you're an AVOD service, and they did comment that there were a lot of AVOD services in that tier three group, you really need to be looking at your content flow, your library depth and content quality to try and retain people for longer for a longer period. At last but not least is churn. And once again, Samsung is really talking about churn in a little bit of a different way than we normally do in the industry. They say they count churn as the count of users who use the app for four months four months ago but have not returned for three months divided by the current month's total active users. So basically, if you used an app at the beginning of a four-month period and then didn't use it for the subsequent three months over that four-month period, then you would have been counted as one of these people that churned. So, as I say, this is pretty different to the way we normally uh, calculate churn. It's normally churn is the number of cancellations in a period divided by the number, the total number of subscribers. Um, but this is still an interesting number, right? And the reason Samsung does it this way, of course, is that they cannot see when actually we, we disconnect from a service. All they can see is our activity with that service. So that's really the only way that they could, they could calculate this. But as I say, it's a pretty interesting number. And I have to say, it's a pretty horrifying number. Samsung says that churn is 50%, half for the average app. That means that half of the people using an app at the beginning of a four-month period will not be using it by the end. That is pretty horrifying. SVOD churn is lower than AVOD again, 36% versus 49% again. That barrier to entry, yes, less people come into your app, but that means that they're more committed than they do. So I guess I, that doesn't, it makes a lot of sense to me that SVOD churn will be a lot lower, lower than AVOD. It also makes sense to me that tier one churn is considerably lower than tier two and tier three. Tier one churn is 19% versus tier two, 35%. And I gotta tell you, tier three churn is just awful. 66% of people using a service in the first month, four months later will be gone. That is pretty horrifying. Samsung, as they say, they did a little survey, I think, to find out why people were leaving. And it's really not surprising what they found. 39% said that there was not enough original content. 36% not enough fresh content. And 36% said it was all about the expense of the service. It was too expensive, uh, probably versus the content that it was providing. 
So there is the a quick summary of the data that you can find in the streaming index from Samsung Ads. Uh, very interesting data, as I say, but please do bear in mind that this is not universal. It really is a good snapshot of what's going on smart TV and in a little bit higher income homes. But I think it's probably very interesting data for you if you are a service provider, because uh, it gives you a very unique view of what's going on there. So there it is. There's what Samsung thinks is going on with audience growth, with new users, with retention and churn at uh, at apps running on its smart TVs. Uh, so why don't you remember to stop over and see this posting and you can click on the link there to pick up a copy of the report for yourself. And uh, while you're there, why don't you sign up for the End Screen Media Newsletter? It's free. You can get it daily or weekly or both if you would like. Uh, so why don't you sign up for that while you're there? This has been Colin Dixon with End Screen Media. We'll see you again next time. This podcast is a production of End Screen Media, all rights reserved.